I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. You've come back, of course. Uh, you you were back yesterday, but you're all in time for the UEFA Nations League, okay? Despite you constantly tweeting about cricket. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk uh, about that after. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the gateway drug to tennis, and we know how I feel about tennis. <laughs> I've never seen Cliff Richard at a cricket ground. Uh, bloody right as well. I've seen him on the mole. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen him at a cricket ground. Oh. And you never will. Oh, Cliffy. <laughs> while I'm breathing. <laughs> All's forgiven, Cliffy. Or is it? Um, Sounds like Piketty Lords. <laughs> Stay away. Why is it when we don't have a game that, that really caught the imagination we stall at the start? I'm no, desperate I... to say Croatia won, France won. Well, you've said it now. I have. <laughs> a rerun of the 2018 World Cup final. Yeah, not as good, was it? It wasn't as good. <laughs> no. There was fewer goals and the occasion was not as big. What I don't like about all this... And Macron that, wasn't there. ...is that there's a big... There's a big, there's a big understanding even among it's an unspoken understanding yeah. but it's an understanding among the football community at large yeah, yeah. that no one gives a shit about this game you can't no one no one's watching it how dare you they, but it's it's the same we think about how we're going to talk about Japan Brazil later I don't want to jump don't, ahead no, but, but can I just say this though that's the big right? finish in the first half can I just say <laughs> Can I just say that Brazil are probably the international team that grabbed the imagination more than any other is that fair? Uh, that's fair well it depends which yeah. country you're in You couldn't watch it anywhere. No. <laughs> you could not fucking watch it. For love nor money, I could have 
I could have put some kind of bid out for loads of money and say, could someone please, I'll pay you to tell me where I can watch this. You weren't Impossible. staying up late or getting up early, whatever it was, to watch Japan versus Brazil. I couldn't even find the highlights. No, right, enough. Well, yeah. I'm going to, I won't push you on that then. But, uh, but... What's Tim Vickery going to say when he, when he hears you say that? <laughs> when you say that about a team like Brazil. I don't exactly. think Tim Vickery listens to this. Well, I... <laughs> There's nothing here for him. <laughs> but I, I, I think that the UEFA Nations League should be respected. It's a shame that the World Cup has, this year, has stitched up the UEFA Nations League. Because... <laughs> because... <laughs> Do you, because... do you go to a gig? Do you go to a gig and you know you've paid money to see the main band there? But yeah. you, you know, do the openers come out? And you're like, they've they've royally stitched up there. They've got the best prime yeah, time yeah, yeah. as well. well speaking so. of that, you're, you're singing your heart out, and we're, you know did, they're going to come on and get glory at the end. Did Florence stitch up Diana uh, the other night? Diana it? Ross. That's why I clarified. That's why I clarified. These times. Can I, on that note, imagine if she came, like if she made an entrance, like, like in a hologram, <laughs> Ch- chillingly. That's Diana's music. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, chillingly. Did you, really, this yeah. is this is um, this is entirely relevant to something that happened last week. Did you see that um, <laughs> Liam Gallagher played Nebus, right? You were there, weren't you? Um, yeah. Sadly, I wasn't there. Okay, the bucket hats everywhere. Oh, I love you, it. You, you love imagine it. what it was like. I missed out, but yeah. But Liam Gallagher's son apparently is a big fan of Fat White Family who are like this really grotty, quite noisy punk band. Right. So I think the reports are that his son convinced Liam Gallagher to agree to put them on the bill first up. Oh, I see. And they came on being the kind of punk, kind of fuckers of shit up that they are uh-huh. and did like 15 minutes of like drone music uh-huh. <laughs> with the guy just screaming into the mic and the Twitter feed mm. for Fat White Family when you searched it yeah. was all these Liam Gallagher fans going what is this <laughs> at Liam Gallagher get this lot off yeah, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. something so bad in my whole life and in a way are you saying this is what the World Cup's done to the nation the beautiful Nations League yeah I think I think the Qataris have done this yeah. to your but it's, not, it's, it's FIFA and the Do you hate each other FIFA and UEFA so it's a, it's a fair point yeah it's, and it's a great shame and yeah. I think the FA could be a really un, unifying force there <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know one half of well, IFAB they would walk into the wrong room with a bucket on their foot no. swinging a ladder around with a bucket of paint they go we'll sort this out <laughs> and piss everyone off and get England banned from football that's what they would do oh dearie me um, I'm, I'm going to talk about Croatia versus France whether it kills me no one listening watched it and it might be uh, the death of me this but France they are still without a win in the UEFA Nations League like England just like England yeah. um, and uh, I, 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 I mean Didier Deschamps did say essentially they're not that bothered about this it's all about World Cup preparation however Vish it's not great preparation if you're not winning games and you're making huge changes though they've made 10 changes from the side that admittedly lost to Denmark so perhaps it wasn't a bad move yeah, after lost to two goals from Andreas Cornelius <laughs> Yeah, well, there was no Mbappe didn't come on. Benzema wasn't uh, starting, uh, and so they're going to have to really work to stop the rot of <laughs> the odd twenty-first century um, a, a, a trope of World Cup winners going out in the first round or when they defend their title, yeah. other than Brazil in two thousand and six. So France, the last time they won it, went out in the group stage. That's when Senegal hit the hit the high. high they're numbers, the ones right? who started this weird thing. So yeah, 2002, 2002, they went out. Obviously, Brazil bucked the trend in 2006, but we didn't realise they were bucking the trend when they got to the quarterfinals. We thought that was a bit of a poor World Cup for them. Yeah. But no, they they did buck the trend because in 2010, Italy went out in the first round. 2014, Spain did. 2018, Germany did. 2022, are the French destined to go out of that group? They're going to have to do a bit better though, uh, because in these couple of games, they've been not really convincing. Yeah, but do you not feel that we can we can just carry over the same 
you know, a lot of the same points that we can make about every other team, specifically England, when we talked about it over the last week. In the fact that England cleverly didn't win the World <laughs> Cup last last time round, so they yes. won't go out in the They'll first round. Never see round. that yeah. coming. Never yeah. see that coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect uh, crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just feels like, you know, if you look at the players that they left on the bench mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you named a couple of them, Mbappe, Benzema, Griezmann as well, mm-hmm. and, you know, Lloris. It's, they have so much talent there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it, it's kind of, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes more sense for them to chop and change more than it does for a team like England, whereby you have in that, in you know, even over since the Euros, really, the, the way that certain players have come to the fore, such as Konate, mm. um, even though he didn't come on, he's the kind of player that you want to have mm. in your squad and learn a bit more about. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> I just can't really see it happening, specifically with that group as well, where, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they do have Denmark in their group and then there's Tunisia as well. But um, And who's the other who's the other playoff team they have in there? As, in in France's all? World Cup. Yeah. I don't think it's been decided yet, mate. Mm. I think it's between um, um, Peru and someone else, I think. Uh, UAE or Australia. That's it, yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah. So I, th- I think they'll be all right. Yeah, and I think there is an interesting point here, which is that how teams, how international teams and international managers manage this load, a World Cup that's in quite an interesting time in the year. I'm saying interesting. I mean, I could just put it another way. <laughs> um, a load of absolute fucking bullshit. Uh, it would be another way of putting it. Um, is, it's a real come down since the Jubilee weekend it be, here. Wouldn't be a bit of, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm either one or the other, mate. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I've either got the bunting out or I'm. Uh, or you putting it away. All right, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I'm never in between. The bunting never stays out. Somebody being put up or ripped down. That was quite funny, by the way. Uh, quick aside, you know, yesterday when they were focusing on number 10 and the bunting was still up. Has <laughs> no one looked at that? That's basic stuff. We can take it down. No, you can't take it down now. Do We've got to keep it up. Do other countries do bunting? I don't think they do. What is... I, I sort of... Yeah, anyway, that's we don't have time for it. What am I doing? <laughs> I, I, you I, were making some sort yeah. of football point, which is a yeah. rare thing so far on today's crap. podcast. It was a crap point, but I'll um, go with it anyway. Go on. Anyway, look, you're right. France will play Denmark in uh, at the uh, amazingly named Stadium 974 in Doha in the World Cup oh, in yeah. winter. But my point was Beverly just Hills? Gonna, my point was just going to be this. My point was just going to be this, which is that it's very the, the cycle is it, the managers and, and teams who who. You know, the management team who run international sides are very, very used to the kind of the cycle. Yes. You know, the season finishes mm. mostly for, for European teams. Obviously, mm-hmm, the team mm-hmm. the side finish, the, the season finishes in May. You go away, you have your break, you come back for your camp. Yeah. Here, it's going to be not like that at all. There's hardly no. any time to prepare. So, what we might see is that um, the um, the French coach uh, Deschamps is going. Look, it's been a really long season. Yeah. These t- these players mm. have played over and over again. We don't know when they're going to get a proper break mm, now, mm. so we need to make sure they do it here. And I can I can absolutely understand what I think. Well, the last thing we need is the Nations League because they've already put off, I think, totally, yeah. a, an international um, week before because they had to for other reasons, mm-hmm. which meant that's why there's so many yeah, yeah, yeah. as we speak now. Well, the, the, the World Cup, you know, where it's placed in the in the calendar, we knew it was going to be disruptive, but it, we didn't realise it was going to be like this. Um, mentioned for Luka Modric, 150 cap for Cro- 150th cap for That's an amazing, what a player. I mean, yes, it, one might think, well, it's not too surprising. That's 150 times he's played for his country. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible, no matter how you look at it. So uh, so well done to him, uh, of course. Um, I, elsewhere in their um, Nations League group, Austria lost at home uh, 2-1 to Denmark. Ralph Rangnick's dream start as Austria boss has come to an end. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, it was great while it lasted. Uh, I tell you what I love seeing Ralph in the dugout Austria he just looks much happier much more relaxed and he doesn't have to worry about um, 
where Fred's going to be running around or, you know, what Maguire's going to be up to. He's just enjoying it, I think, which is lovely. I, don't think, I think Fred's done really badly out of that. I think you, you, to name-check Fred individually, I think, is poor by you. And Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire's fine. No. That's fine. He deserved, <clears throat> he deserved to be mentioned. Well, we might mention Fred in a bit when we talk about that Brazil game. But uh, there was a power cut at the stadium in Vienna which delayed the match by 90 whole minutes. Uh, the crowd were doing Mexican... Is Ralph Fred some kind of football Frank Spencer? <laughs> No, is, you, is, is that Specs' fault? Are you, are you he, is he the continental Keegan? He might be. Are you putting him in the same bracket as Fizzer as well? I think I think he's got a bit of that about him. Mm, he did. I mean, he is. Uh, often, the glasses. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's credited as helping revolutionise German football. Yeah. Mm. I'm just saying you can do that and also be a clumsy person. That's true because Keegan was yeah, yeah Keegan was like, yeah exactly Keegan yeah. was a brilliant player. Yeah, I forgot. About <laughs> does that. he ever get a mention for that on this show? No, he does not. <laughs> no, because we were we yeah. weren't alive when he was. Doing There's that. loads of good players. It's boring. It's, but he's very very I, we, boring. I reckon we've mentioned his name more to do with meat over the last it's twelve months yeah. than than anything. Uh, 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 yes, because we're current fish. Marcus, has fish swerved the the Ralph Rangnick fallout because you were on holiday? Have you have you swerved that? Well, yes, have you I think done actually. Yeah. Okay. So how do you feel as as a Manchester United fan seeing? in the Austria dugout and mm. get him, you know, losing the game. While his home game is <laughs> kicking off at 10.15pm local time. Because he caused a power cut. Yeah. And then they lost. And then they're for a crowd The way doing... you framed that was I was it's the least he deserves. <laughs> Quite nice that the crowd are doing Mexican waves with their mobile phones. Is that nice? Yeah. It's very, I mean... It's the kind of thing you would find here we nice. Go, here we go. Well, you do that in Edinburgh to what are they called? The, 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 the jizz hatters. <laughs> Yeah, Luke. You, you, it's fair to say you don't like anything that could be perceived as quite nice and fat. What they like. needed last night was Cliff Richard. Didn't Cliff they? Richard <laughs> coming out. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, <laughs> I'll respond to that point, please, because I don't mind it when you it's hate sin- family no, fun. when it's sincere. Mm. But I think a lot of the time in Britain, there's an undertone. Even yeah, this it. wasn't in Britain. <laughs> True. Yeah. Good point. This is a mass gathering of Austrians. But now, you... <laughs> when, when in history has that gone wrong? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yo, checkmate. <laughs> I'm gonna have to speak because you won't now because you're laughing at yourself. I'm, I'm too not much. laughing at all. Yeah, um, I it was a fair point. Can I can I just say that you are hosting? It was a fair point. <laughs> you're hosting a football show. Oh yeah, and you are t- talking about how it's great. There's a Mexican wave. Have a look at yourself. <laughs> no, because the match was delayed. Yeah, think about it. In other places, there'd have been people shouting and swearing and doing all sorts. I much prefer the uh, the end of season shows. You haven't got to talk about any football. Yeah, it's I great. Know what you mean. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Despite- but I, my question to Vish Marcus stands, which is that you know. You've got a chance here, just very, very briefly, mm. if, if you want, to talk about how you sit, feel seeing Ralph in the um, Austria dugout as a Man United fan. Um, I honestly, like, it does nothing to me. Good move I, all round. Yeah, but but it. But the thing, United as a stepping stone to get the Austrian national job. <laughs> that's not. That's not quite how it played out. <laughs> but it is what has what, happened. What I do. What I do think is quite good is the fact that. You know, as I think, it, Luke, it might have been you actually at the very start. Um, recognize the fact that all this talk of him being a consultant at the end, you know, from the end of the season onwards, um, was was a bit bollocks because no one was really sure how it was going to work out. There was very little detail on how that would work out, and obviously, and they also crucially they weren't consulting him. Yeah, but but the but the thing about um, you know bringing in a new manager and the idea that you would consult someone. Mm-hmm you know, who has nothing to do with this new manager. I thought Ten Hag actually dealt with it really well in terms of, you know, when there was that brief crossover at the end of the season, he said, well, you know, that's something for the club to decide. That's nothing mm. to do with me. Yeah. And I like the idea that he, Ralph can do this job and not be a consultant because the idea that United would be, would have tried to get hold of him at the end of this mm. game, not realising that there was a 90 minute delay. Like, no, we need to know what to do. <laughs> I quite like the idea that they've yeah. sat down the, the top brass at Man United and thought, there's an offer coming for Ralph. Oh yeah. 
we can't really stand in his way. No, it's it's been his dream. But they were so they would have so they had a debrief at the end of the season. Two yeah. hours apparently on the phone, wasn't it? Yeah, but the idea that like, how do you think he's gone? Well, how do you think he's gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very much it so. Has been, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> Not at all, don't know. I think he's had quite a promising start as Austrian man, despite the power cut and despite some sort of small sort of sinkhole appearing in the in the pitch at the end of the game. Did you see that? Do check that out. Yeah, everybody. I saw it. It's, yeah. It's quite worrying, I think. But I've never seen that before in a football match in my life. The strangest thing. Is he is he is Ralph Rundick actually Living, living a real life version of Stranger Things. I don't. Maybe. I think. Has he got like Thor's power? And he just hasn't got a clue how to use it. You know, power cuts and holes appearing in the. I reckon. There's. A, I reckon. If you look at what managers have gone on to do yeah. after United jobs, right? Um, and I can. You can even throw in Jose Mourinho here in terms of how badly the Spurs job went. Mm. I think there's a little bit of Jumanji about Manchester United. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. In terms of you come in and then your next step is, you know, you're, you're going to be cursed that, in some that, way. That, that is a fair point. I but Jose's just won a major European trophy. Oh, well, well, yeah, no, well, yeah, exactly. It's part Because it, it's been passed on. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it changes hands. I, I do want to talk uh, very, very briefly, though, about, about Denmark. Oh, mentioned for Marco Anatovic. Nearly scored in his 100th appearance for Austria. Yeah. He's still playing football. That's such a Marcus Anatovic that nearly scored in the 100th appearance. <laughs> yeah, he Austria. probably what, should have scored. What's interesting about it is that Anatovic is reputation is as it is and, and people listening don't immediately kind of reaffirm that but he's got a hundred international caps mm. I mean that, that guy really does go against the ground I mean it's no, not it's, not, it's yeah. not as though Austria are like a nobody team but but he Marco Anatovic has consistently been one of those players who he he, he fluctuates between eight out of ten and two out of ten in my view and it's yeah. all down to his ceiling and his basement are very very far apart yeah but, yeah. He, but he, he's bouncing off them quite regularly yeah. if you think of that period he had at West Ham where he was actually quite good it took what two months for it to go straight to his head mm. and then think right, well I'm fucking off to China now I can, I can make millions and millions and it's like you've just cracked it after the period at Inter Milan where you were mm. you were clearly a little bit too arrogant like they used to say it Inter Milan because I think he was at the, he was there at the same time as Balotelli he, well, like, he barely kicked a ball like, yeah, but, yeah but but it was is like he has the ego of Balotelli without yeah. the talent of Balotelli yeah um and you know like evidently for Austria he's I mean, he still has some kind of some some of those performances you watch. He's him a big he player for them. Yeah, but when you watch him for Austria, for Austria, he doesn't wear that in the way that say Ibrahimovic wore it for Sweden. Sure, he wears the arrogance with a bit of you know petulance. Whereas yes. Ibra is like, like, I know I'm a bit of a dick, but yeah. I'm gonna. I know I've got to be at this level on the mm. pitch when I'm playing for Sweden. And, he, and to be fair, yeah. to him, isn't, like, isn't like that. And to, to be fair to him, he did have a pretty decent goal scoring season for Bologna, who were also yeah. Rans and Serie A. Mm. I mean, they came like mid-table, lower mid-table, and he scored a decent amount of goals yeah, from yeah. Serie A. So, you know, it's a curious case, really. It is. Um, Denmark, though, is another good win for them. They seem to be riding high since the Euros, really. And, and, and you know, since losing that semi-final, of course, they've played 11-1-9, one of which was a dead rubber against Scotland. Uh, for for um, Denmark, it was a, a dead rubber, and the other was a friendly against the Netherlands. They're looking good. They've they're, got they're great, great spirit. Because if you look at the personnel... The, They've got some obviously recognisable names, but it's not uh, the best Danish squad. You know, you think of you know when the Laudrup brothers and all them were, were sort of knocking around, but it's a very good side nonetheless. You think of how much, genuinely, how much the Ericsson incident yeah. has brought them Galvanite. together. Totally. But yeah. Another reason why they're in great shape, by the way, is of course they're in A1 in the yes. Nations League, and for those of who are listening who are confused about the whole thing still, which is understandable, if they win A1, they go into that kind of tournament at the end, which means they could win the Nations League. Totally. They've they've won two out of two, but they've won two away from home. The three, mm. three of their four games left are all home games. Well, they're away to France is obviously their hardest game on paper, which, which of course which they, they won. won. Yeah. And they're in a group with France, as you mentioned earlier, Tunisia and uh, one of Peru, 
United Arab Emirates or Australia. Um, that match between uh, the UAE and Australia is this evening, by the way. Um, I know Australian uh, fans are a bit down on their national team at the moment, but you never know. You yeah. never know. More, more in f- Australia in a bit, by the way, because there was a very, very interesting talking point, which I think we're going to get to in our email section. I right? believe we are, Luke Moore. But yeah. Denmark, I think that um, I think they could do something at the World Cup. I think you, you know you could see them in latter stages. Obviously, they did that in, uh, in, in, in Russia, where they were edged out on penalties by Croatia in, in the quarterfinals. So at the moment, I think it's been slightly underplayed, actually, that this since England have, have started you know, playing a bit better under Southgate and so on, actually Denmark have had a, a lovely time at international football as well. And they were absolutely gutted, as they should have been, after that semi-final defeat, of course. So we look forward to seeing them uh, in Qatar. We've course. got their number, haven't we? We've got it it until we don't. Um, (laughs) Japan zero, Brazil one. And Neymar penalty was all that could separate these sides. He's on 74 goals for Brazil, which is very, very impressive. Just two behind Pele. Yeah. How about those numbers? And Neymar actually said not that long ago, he said um, the World Cup in Qatar will probably be his last World Cup. And he said, like, he's mentioned about being tired of football and the pressures of football. He basically said, "Yeah, I just don't really think I can can handle this and, and deal with this anymore." And this is this is a footballer who is treated like he's a member of the Beatles or something. Like well, that. He, he's he's the Justin Bieber of football. Totally, he, yes. he's, he's, yeah. he's an absolute megastar. Yeah, and the pressure that comes along with that will yeah. be will be gigantic. I think he's actually three goals behind Pele, by the way. I think Pele got seventy-seven. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. So, um, little uh, little flea in the ear of the producer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Was Romario was kind of maybe involved there on <laughs> yeah. miscount, you know? It's funny because it's it's when he plays for Brazil that you spend more time talking about Neymar as a footballer. Yeah, because at PSG he's part of this soap opera, mm. and he's you know he's he's the main character. Let's be fair. Yeah, and he did that meme, didn't he? When, yeah, he did. When yeah, they got knocked out. Yeah, the, even uh, though obviously like Mbappe is now the executive producer or however it works. <laughs> yeah, but Mbappe's in charge of storylines at PSG <laughs> now. He's like he's like the Aaron Sorkin of PSG. <laughs> right? So if he wants to write Neymar out, he will. Yeah. If Neymar, if he wants, if he wants yeah. Neymar to die in the middle of the next season, he got the power to do that in the in the storyline. Yeah, but like things like that, um, <laughs> that Pele start which we got wrong initially. <laughs> that's a remarkable thing for for someone to have yeah. that kind of. Think of all the other players that. that they play a lot more games now, don't they? Yeah, of course, but he's still, it's, you know, it's still, still got very, to score the goals. It, yeah. It's still very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, Bear in mind, there used to be a period during the you know nineties and early two thousands where Brazil would have a friendly and all the European players would sack it off. Well, exactly. You think about the, how much he has to travel and just yeah. the, the, the demands on him physically, emotionally. Uh, and all the rest of it. Goes I mean. back to see family a lot, doesn't he? So. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, too <laughs> regularly, but big, um, big family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he's uh, you know he's been what what a player he's been for them. The funny thing is, he hasn't had that much success in a Brazil shirt. I mean, he did win. Now people will will scoff this, but he did win the Olympics with Brazil, which was actually a big deal in Brazil. Of course, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. one yeah. Uh, yeah. gold medal that they actually hadn't won at uh, international level. But he's not won uh, the the Copper America. I don't think he, he wasn't involved with um, when when Chichi won it and on the home soil, and obviously they lost in the final to Argentina. He has won the Confederations Cup, which is of course the biggest uh, tournament in football because you have to win the World Cup to get in there. Um, but it, it, this is important. This is big stuff for for, for Neymar in this in this World Cup with this Brazil side. And if you look at the side, we were saying this the other day, they've got a lot of talent in there, and they've kind of gone under the the European radar. I think they qualified very handsomely, but that's not too surprising. 
they haven't won the World Cup for 20 years, which is a long time for Brazil. Crazy to think about that, isn't it? Well, if you think about 1970 to 1994, was was a very long period of time, and, and Brazil was a lot of soul-searching in Brazil, and they, they finally did it. And then 94, 98, 2002, three consecutive finals, winning two of them. Mm. You didn't think you'd go another 20 years for them. And they've not really come that close. Obviously, 2014, we remember what happened in the semi-final. Mm. But this is... This is a big one for Brazil, and they are. Some people have got them down as favourites. They are favourites for the top. I mean, according to bookmakers, you know, yeah. uh, they are favourites. The England are second favourites. <clears throat> yeah, joint second favourites with France, maybe. Which is why you shouldn't pay perhaps too much attention to. <laughs> well, it's always going to be. It's always going to be skewed when you're in the country. Mm. So for England, England are going to be higher favourites yeah. for people who are gambling in England, sure, because of obvious reasons, right? So, but you know, I think you could look at that and go Brazil. Brazil are due one. It's great to see. Um, Danny Alves playing right back for Brazil at 39 or whatever he is. Uh, yeah, whether... Well, yeah, I mean, we're close to the tournament and he's playing. I mean, I know Fabinho's played right back a few times, so it seems to be a while ago, but Danny Alves could feature mm. at the World Cup, which would, which would be remarkable. Um, we, we, there's been a little bit of uh, uh, antsiness in the Brazil camp, though. Richarlison and Vinicius were, were seemingly caught in a bust-up. It's always the ones you least expect. <laughs> <laughs> Neymar and others had to in, intervene. I mean, Neymar apparently placed his hands around the back of Richarlison's neck to try and defuse the situation, which had the opposite effect, of course. Neymar's breaking up fights. Yeah. That's the, sta- that's the state they're in. Oh, no. They've got just, no chance in Qatar. So on the training, going, God, you guys are so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. What are you playing yeah, at? Yeah. I know. Eh? None of this happens at PSG. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. But Neymar didn't get injured uh, as a result, which is a relief, yeah. uh, of course. Gentlemen, I'd like to end... Uh, uh, the first half, talking about uh, a former Brazil great, Ronaldo, mm. the original and best. Mm. Back in the headlines, he's the majority owner of Spanish club Rio Valladolid, of course, and he promised to cycle the famous 450-kilometre Camino de Santiago. El Camino, I'm sure people have heard of that. Yeah, that, that, that it's a trail, isn't it? Exactly. Some 41. Yeah, uh, if you like. And, uh, Breaking bad as well. Uh, if Real Madrid got promoted <laughs> back to La Liga, he would do uh, this cycle yeah. ride. Um, and uh, they, they said he set off with his wife yesterday, apparently. He did say, I will do it by why bike. Has he roped in, why has he roped her in? Yeah. Just to, someone to check on him because he said, I will do it by bike because I can't run. Which is really sad, by the way, because obviously it's his knee problems. But you're not meant to run, run it. You meant it's, it's literally called the walk. Yeah. So, it's, But I don't think he can walk. Uh, well, that, we don't know. Distance. I don't think he can. Yeah, maybe. How long is it? 450 kilometres. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's long, yeah. Very yeah. long, very long. Yeah. He said it will be beautiful. I know that I will suffer physically, but it will be an unforgettable experience. And it is quite the track. Like, a lot of people do this. It is a pilgrimage. So it's, it's a religious pilgrimage, yeah? Originally, yes. I yeah. Think. But you get a lot of tourists who, okay, who aren't right. motivated. And is, is, presumably it. Ronaldo is religious, so there's like a, there's, I don't know. something else. I, okay. I don't know. I think he, he, just said that he, he, he just said that he would commit to doing it yeah just say you'd be you're yeah. on the telly in your pants like Lineker did <laughs> it's over as soon as you, you know potentially more embarrassing uh-huh. but over quicker yeah but uh, good luck to him yeah we'll I, wonder if it, I wonder if he'll do as much preparation as Gary Lineker did physically for that pants thing or Robbie Savage did for Strictly Come Dancing to be I fair. mean that makes it that makes yeah. sense if, you, if you've got the run up to it the, yeah. the issue here would be like he obviously has done no training whatsoever, mm-hmm. so he'd never think he'd he'd never thought he'd have to do it, mm. which is a damning indictment on his team. To be yeah, fair, indeed, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I wouldn't mind now to look as good as Gary Lineker does in his sixties. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there we are. Look, I obviously agree. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> it's now time for a break. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The greatest contribution an Englishman has made to life itself. Uh, uh, what I like about it is it's such a visual feature, oh my goodness. but we just put it on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Even though no one can see what he's doing, which uh, is admittedly very funny. We'll, we'll tweet it out again just soon. Just put the worry. audio up. All right, it's time for emails. Shawfootballramble.com 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 uh, oh, it's the raw audio. No, yeah. you never get bored. Yeah. It's literally just jingles to please ourselves, isn't yeah. it? Look <laughs> more, you got the first thing. I email. have, sorry, I have. It's from Jackson. Yeah. Uh, hello, Jackson. Um, he says, "Good day, guys. Jackson from Melbourne here. I'm mm. not going to attempt to do the accent because right. I know what the email coming after this is. Vish can do it. Um, uh, <laughs> he says, hello, Cool scored uh, an absolute beauty of a goal in Australia's uh, under-23 games at the Asian Cup against Iraq. Um, it was a scorpion kick in the box, but um, and it, and it was amazing. It was mm. properly instinctive. It was fantastic. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, but but uh, Jackson says, his reflections after the game were the funniest thing, though. Uh, and I quote, happy to get the goal. Just don't ask me how I'd done it. <laughs> I was running forward and saw the ball go behind me and I just thought, yeah, let's do it. Out of 10, I'll give it a five. It's normal. Just give me the same ball and I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. That's, yeah, that's, that's very, very good. Well, yeah. on the uh, on the subject of Australia, I've got an email here from Carl. The subject line was Vish's Australian accent. 
Vish, your Aussie accent is fucking awful. Absolute caricature. No one, now that Steve Irwin has passed on, actually talks like that. Thanks from all Aussies. Yeah. Cool, so, right? so an Australian did used to talk like that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's now dead. It's a tribute. It's a, it's a yeah, homage to, the, to the great yeah. man, to the great yeah, yeah, conservationist. Yeah. How, in, in an, what would an Australian, a fellow Aussie, say to, to Carl to calm him down here? Chill out, champ. <laughs> Perhaps maybe another shrimp on the bar. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, but it's so funny when people send these kind of emails in because obviously we're going to read them out because it's a dig at you and it's funny. Yeah. And you've had a few weeks off, and mm-hmm. so and we, you know, we're quite resentful of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but the point is, I like it when people take it upon themselves to to literally claim to speak on behalf of an entire nation. Yeah. yeah Thanks yeah. from all Aussies. Yeah. But I've, I've also how many got... have you spoken to, Carl? Yeah, Carl. I've also yeah. got to say that like. I didn't. I haven't been workshopping it and thought right now. Now I can bring it out. Yeah. Now it's perfect. Yeah, why are you looking at Marcus? <laughs> that's exactly what Marcus does. Put all his impressions. Got it. Which one do you want me to do? <laughs> do Pingo again? Steve Irwin. <laughs> do Paul Hogan. <laughs> do Paul Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Any other Hogan's? Paul, do Paul Hogan. <laughs> do Paul Hogan. I'm not going to do Paul Hogan. <laughs> I just did like a gravelly, dirty Australian accent. That was very similar to your Arthur Shelby, by the way. <laughs> very, uh, yeah, they're very close. Yeah. Very close. Brummie and Aussie are very close, aren't they? And they're like yeah. Cockney and Aussie are very close. Yeah. But Carl knows this, of course. Yeah. Or Carlo, as I call him. Carlo. Speaking um, on behalf of all Carls, he does know this. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking what, on behalf of all football podcast presenters, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck off, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you really, Carl. Uh, you flaming no, we're galah. Neutral. We're um, neutral. We don't know him. All I'm saying is, <laughs> get your dilemmas or questions. That was a, that was a bit Roy Keane. That was a bit Roy Tell Keane. them you've seen We me. all love the game. <laughs> uh, get your dilemmas or questions in for Pep Talks tomorrow, uh, of course. Shoutoutfootballramble.com in case you didn't Ooh. hear the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or shoutoutfootballramble. Yeah. Oh, one of them, he holds his nose. Yeah. Yeah. Just a picture Pete mm. doing a jingle. Yeah. Sat in the studio on his own, holding his nose, doing that. So just trying to get the pitch right, trying to yeah. get the tone right. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. Uh, right, everybody, back to club football. Reports over the weekend were linking Jose Mourinho with a PSG job. Come on. Come on! It's been... Like, when PSG, Great they stuff. wanted to win stuff and all the rest of it, blah de blah de blah Everyone's like, oh, Mourinho, oh, no, 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 he doesn't play their type of football. They want to be more expressive. They want to be, now, who are you going to turn to? Eh? Who are you going to call? Isn't this, you know, we we mentioned it before that it's, uh, you know, a bit of a basket case club, yes. you know, a bit of a sitcom, very Amdram. Desperate this, for the Champions League This trophy. is a little bit like the last Avengers film. It was like, just fucking throw them all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, get, yeah. just get anyone in We've there. We've got to get this Superman, done. do we have the right to Superman? Probably not. Get him in there <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We so we'll blank out the ass. We'll always take him out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I cannot be happier about this. Yeah, I think brilliant. I think that you're right. You're right on the Avengers um, analogy because mm. obviously the MCU famously all the things lead to each other, and some of the criticism of some of the movies are they're just exposition for what's going to come later. Yeah, everything about this PSG project has been pointed towards Jose Mourinho being Absolutely. the man at some point, right? And. It des- we deserve it. We we all deserve. We've this. earned this. Definitely, we absolutely have. Mourinho in the city of love, and I think that what PSG have done, they've sat round and they've gone right. We we have to win this Champions League trophy at some point. Look, Real Madrid, they got an old manager back. Well, not that Mourinho's managed there before, but we got, they've got a guy who hadn't won the trophy for a while. Blah 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 blah. And Mourinho, he's just won a European trophy. He's 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 back well, in business. Also, he's the man for us. That's literally what they've thought. Crucially, PSG have already cycled through Carlo Ancelotti. Yes, they have. Yeah. So, yeah. so they've already tried that one ages ago. Yeah, it didn't uh, quite work. I, I mean, I, by, by, by the way, this is this is just rumours. Of course, nothing has been. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think that the general idea is that um, although it would be absolutely hilarious for him to get mm-hmm. it. 
And it, I personally believe it will be hilarious for Antonio Conte to get it as well. Yes. Because um, just because Spurs fans are so full of hope at the moment. Um, uh, and um, they, they'd be hopeful that Poch would go back. Though. Yeah, they would. They would. But generally speaking, I think people are expecting Zinedine Zidane. Is that right? I think so. That seems to be the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this would be. Like, yeah, I mean... Marino knows as how you, to follow you, you, like, Luke, you're absolutely right. It has been building towards us, but this could also be the kind of... the the front and the back of the human centipede building together. <laughs> <laughs> full circle yeah. now, couldn't it? But do you not think... In terms of, like... And I mean that in terms of content-wise. And I mean, you know, in terms of, like, <laughs> the stuff that we will get to talk about, the the the, the way it will be covered mm-hmm. in, you know, in press over here and in, in, in France. And I mean in the football pages as well, because it would, really will turn them into... Yeah. Fucking, you know, pop bitch, basically. Oh, absolutely right, yeah. yeah. And and they won't win the Champions League if he's in charge. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you, you have to, I guess, for part of the the decision-making process of your PSG is that you want to, I mean, as sad as, and as kind of perhaps even unsavoury for some football fans it is, it's about a global brand, right? Mm. That's why that's why PSG have like the Air Jordan thing instead of the yeah, Nike yeah, yeah. thing. That's what they want to, and and that's why you have these awful scenes with part of the reason you have these awful scenes at the Champions League final mm-hmm. is because actually UEFA <clears throat> and and all the top brass in football prioritise global TV watching fans, right? Mm. Which you know, there's obviously reasons for that. And PSG want to be a big brand. They mm. want to be considered to be alongside a Real Madrid, a Man mm-hmm. United, a Liverpool, mm-hmm. and so the Man City, right? It's similar for yeah. Man City, but unfortunately. To actually get to that point, you need to underpin it by winning these biggest trophies and winning them a quite a, quite a big amount of them, really. And if you look at Mourinho's recent record, there's nothing to suggest that he mm-hmm. can take them any closer than yeah. any other manager. How will you say that, Luke? But he, he did recently give a talk to postgraduate students at a Lisbon University conference on high-performance football and coaching. It just happened this week. So maybe mm. someone from PSG was there. And he said winning... It's not Jake Humphrey's podcast, is it? I hope not. Um, he said winning the Europa Conference League was like winning the Champions League. And he explained his mentality change at the club. He said, I became much less egocentric, becoming a person who lives much more for others than myself. A point you, that can't, you can't say a that point, yourself. A point <laughs> that he's pressed home a number of times. And then at the end of the, the meeting, I believe he raised uh, five fingers to indicate how many <laughs> European trophies he'd won, of course. Um, so, I mean, we've got to take Mourinho on his word, haven't we? Mm. Um, so perhaps he wouldn't want to go to PSG because he's all about others and he would fear that maybe he would go back to being about himself if he went there but uh, it would be very interesting indeed the other thing that the one reason why I don't think he'll go to PSG is because it looks like Nemanja Matic is on his way to Roma uh, which would be the third time Mourinho has signed him and yeah. you know he loves Matic he wouldn't he? let him down like that no he wouldn't let him down and uh, because he's all about others and and also if he went to PSG would they would he be able to then quickly package Matic up and then take him there as well <laughs> I don't think so I don't, I don't think PSG would be massively impressed you know, a great pro and had an amazing career. Mm. I don't think if the first thing Mourinho said to them when he took the job was, I'd like to sign the Man <laughs> No. And and I'd also like to give the bus a little spin as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that video? Mourinho's yeah. having a lovely time in Rome. Yeah. Come on, stay there, Joe. Don't Joker. mess it up. Uh, do I want him to stay there? A part of me does, but then as, you, as we said earlier... I think for me... this show, it's absolutely vital he goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, if he doesn't, he doesn't, I guess. Oh, dear. Well, uh, we, we wish Mourinho and all the people he's helping... Currently, all the best of luck. Yeah. I think so. Fine line between helping people and holding them hostage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, you're helping them. I suppose you're keeping them sheltered. You're probably, feeding them. Probably feeding them, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, call, call to the family every once in a while. Crucially, though, they don't get to make any of their own decisions. And reminding them that you are helping them as well is crucial in yeah. keeping that ego down. And how important it is to you to help them mm. Yeah, well, as you remove the gag from their mouth. Absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, tonight, everybody. 
It's Germany versus England in the UEFA Nations. The whole League. show's been building up to this point. Oh, my giddy aunt. The side's first rematch since the Euros last summer, of course. Um, last time they played Germany, Munich, it ended 5-1 to England. Yeah. Sven- I, was, I had a little bet with um, Vish how long it would take for you to say that. Svenis was there, of course. He was yeah. in charge. Germany drew one all with uh, Italy at the weekend, which was, I mean, a better result than England, uh, of course, who lost. Um, now, what, what, what do you think about England at the moment? Because obviously the hung- Hungary game was, was a bit disappointing and people felt a bit deflated and a bit flat from that and, and, and whatnot. And you would talk about fatigue, we talk about the changes Southgate made, blah, 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 blah. Um, how important, Vish, do you think tonight's game is for England, really? Because Southgate himself has said Germany and Brazil are the kind of the benchmark of what he wants to, 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 to take England where England should go in terms of consistently finishing in the latter stages of tournaments, blah, 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 uh, and, and so on and so <laughs> forth. So they're up against Germany. The mood is not too good. Um, surely it's important for 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 Southgate and Her Majesty that the performance is better this evening. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the symmetry—that's the right word—from this and the way England played against Germany in the Euros suggests that this is quite a good marker, especially you know obviously ahead mm. of what's coming in the winter. And not least because this is a very different Germany side as well. Mm. You know, Hansi Flick's come in and they they are a bit more attacking. They yeah, are a yeah. bit more engaging. You know, they didn't have the best result, mm-hmm. get, you know, on the weekend um, against Italy, you know, when they drew. But they pressed high. They did a lot of things very well. And, uh, you know, beyond like the underperformance of individuals, it seems like the whole, they're a far different prospect to the one that England beat, mm. um, you know, at Wembley last year. Um, and I think... In terms of them, I think the mood is fine. I just think the players are in a, you know, in a, a, in, a in a odd place, in part because of fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, Calvin Phillips did that thing where he didn't want to blame fatigue, but obviously mentioned fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons that they found hungry. Uh, the well, hungry Calvin game Phillips itself. Be fatigued. And, he's hardly played. Well, well perhaps true. he was maybe speaking. No, he's speaking on the whole. Yeah, not, okay, not about yeah. himself. Yeah, fine, 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 fine. Uh, and the fact that you know a lot of them they hadn't played together in so long as well. Um, but I suppose, yeah, the, the, I think it's it's definitely very important. I'm keen to see what kind of team he goes with today because I think he'll treat this more like a competitive fixture than yes. the Hungary game. Yeah. You know, for example, Raheem Sterling, it looks like he's going to start. Mm-hmm. And a gay is fit. Uh, Tamori still doubtful as well. Yeah, um, I James don't Justin know that and Tamori he'd... are the only absentees, sadly. Yeah, so I okay. really would have liked Tamori to play in one of these. And it's a games. shame for Justin as well, right? Because he obviously yeah. got injured in the game against Hungary mm. and, and, and he's waited a long time. <clears throat> And and I imagine that he would have liked to enjoy that debut a lot more than he was able to. How how indicative of, of that hungry game is of currently what's going on with England? Because you, you seem to suggest before we came on that that perhaps we're seeing the end of this sort of Southgate reign. I mean, you, 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 be, be, you well, be concerned? I don't know that's a bit. That's a that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration of what I said. If you don't mind me saying, I think I, don't I think mind you saying I, I think I think. Is a re- I think it's a reasonable talking point to suggest that they might be seeing the beginning of the end of the cycle. Right. And we'll find out, obviously, this winter. But we could be in a situation where the final of the Euros was the as good as it gets. And and, then, and there's no shame in that yeah. because you know you have to you have a decent amount of luck to win a tournament. And you know England had you know had had a very good chance and, and it didn't quite work for them. But there's no shame in that at all. And of course, it could be premature for me to be saying that. But what I do think is, I think that the reason I'm saying it is because that Gareth Southgate needs to fully. 
fully settle on some kind of identity for the team. Are you are you worried that the the mix of defence and attack is not being quite met? Because well, it's not settled. It's not settled because right. it keeps changing three or four at the back. And, and, and yeah. so you, there seems to be two formations that that, that, that England have played, but they're not mastering the either of them. Right. Okay. So so fair point. So what would you like to see him do? Because if you have a back three, then you have four across the middle. Rice will play. Uh, you, it's, it's fairly defensive and then you have a front three and if Mason Mount's on the left Mason Mount's a very good player and he's, he's one of those players that all his managers love he's one Chelsea player of the year I've got no problem with Mason Mount yeah okay fine but when you have some of the attacking talent you're looking at really Foden and Grealish well, well, let me answer the question this way okay England lost the game against Hungary. There's no point overreacting. It's the first game we lost in ages. The yeah. first, what, one in 18 or something against, like that. Against a, a, okay, a, good, a decent side. Who right? were a whisker away qualifying through the group of death at the Euros. But, but absolutely right. And at one point, we're top of the group yep. in that final game. Yeah. Um, but if England, are gonna, whatever formation they're going to play, mm. if they're going to want to be defensively solid, and I do think Gareth Southgate is a naturally conservative coach. Right? Yeah. And I know Steve Holland's doing a lot of the tactics and all the rest of it. And it tends to be the case, how you win a tournament, by the way. And that's fine. If yeah. you're gearing up for tournaments and that's the most successful way, of course his record is good. Mm. But if you were going to... and, and, and Eng- but, but the, the, I think the, the idea of England's record in terms of the games they win and how few games they lose, in a way, is slightly beside the point. Because England should and regularly do beat... 90-odd percent of teams they play for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's when you come to these games that we're going to see tonight and, and the games in the tournaments when it really matters um, that it counts. But anyway, that's a bit of a long run-up to basically say, if you're going to play with that defensive solidity, mm-hmm. whether it's three or four, and you're, going to, and you're going to play... I mean, you'll probably play three at the back tonight, probably, with Rice and Phillips, right? That's a quite a defensive, solid base, and I understand why he's doing that. Mm. I haven't got to get into all the personnel thing because I think there's a few players in there that shouldn't be there, but that's a different point. If you're going to do that, though, mm. you need to be the following things. You need to play with tempo, mm-hmm. you need to be quick in the transitions, and you need to be dangerous out wide. Mm. Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> England were none of those things against Hungary. It might be because they're tired, but all those Hungary players have been have had a season as well. You know, the, the, the players who played for Hungary who made the difference have, have, have made big contributions domestically for their clubs. So no one's in a different... Um, no one's in a different kind of basket to, to, mm-hmm. to, to England um, and I think tonight's probably quite a good litmus test because as again we talked about in the first half of the show the, the, the preparation the cycle the build up how they're going to mm-hmm. approach this thing in, in the middle of the season when the Premier League is a very very intensely pacey league mm-hmm. does make a difference in the middle of the season it could help us because they could be right in the peak of their fitness sure. mm. I mean the, the, yeah the Southgate often has been criticised for being too conservative, as Luke said. He's just called on more of England's attacking players to start scoring. Because if you look at the stats, only three players have scored more than five goals in the side. Obviously, Kane got a lot with 49, Sterling with 19, and Harry Maguire with seven. So you think about that, which, you know, Jack Greaves has only scored one for England, and he is a player that people like to see in those advanced doesn't matches. really start, though, does he? Yeah, his career's really not really started for England yet. Sure, probably. but, I mean, Mason Mount scores sort of one or two, and then, and, then, and then Phil Foden's one of the other sort of attacking players. So... Is that a concern for you, England, maybe as an attacking threat, considering all the talent they've got? But actually, the stats maybe don't back it up too much. Yeah, and it does. But but I feel like that also touched on what Luke just said there mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, he didn't specifically mention personnel, but Southgate has a trusted system, a defensive system, and that means that there are very few places mm-hmm. further up the field that mean that where England have their wealth of talent, yeah. you're suddenly, you know, what is it, four between let's say, 10 players, mm-hmm. you know, and one of those is always Harry Kane and one of those is always Raheem Sterling and more broadly, it's been always Mason Mount as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
but I, I mean, I think it's easy to say our forwards should be scoring more. There should be more goals around the team. Mm-hmm. But like you've, I, I I don't watch England games and see us miss loads of chances. No, I know what you. Do you mean. know what I mean? I like, do. Like, we're actually quite efficient when mm-hmm. we certainly in the Euros we were very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Raheem Sterling, who, who's you know hot and cold as a finisher, I happened to go through a bit of a mm-hmm. you know bright patch during the during the Euros. Um, and so I, th- I think if he if he wants people to score more goals, he's we've kind of got to play a bit differently, haven't we? Mm. You know, the reason Maguire that feeds is... into my point, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I find it funny looking at this with, with with Southgate. Some of the criticism. I think the reason why we have hope and expectation is actually because of what Southgate's done. And people can say because it started with the personnel, didn't it? Yeah, and then it moved to actually look what what a hold and how well he marshals these players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because the the squad of players England have now is not significantly better than what Roy Hodgson had. What Fabio Capello had, what Steve McLaren well, had. Well, I think it's a different, almost in a I, way. I would, I would say, I would say it is all the all the different players, profile of squad. I think it's, yeah. a different profile. But you every have, member of that, every member of that squad plays an important part for their club side, apart from maybe mm-hmm. Sterling. Yeah, but but you know, you look at the goalkeepers had criticism at club level. Understandably so. Maguire's had a lot. Stones people have still had their critics as well. Um, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, who started the Euros final barely kicked a ball in international football you know b- b- before the tournament well, I the Germany, the Germany I game was Calvin Phillips' 10th appearance I think for England yeah exactly yeah. so if you yeah. if you look at some of all this you know all, a, a lot of what's going on actually I think Southgate has raised expectations and I think that he has brought this pressure on himself because it's it's the pressure that he would have wanted to bring on himself because of what's been, been going on but I, I, don't, I don't think that um, this is probably a slight tangential point but just to respond to that about how it, quote inexperienced these players are what is it about international football these days that you think is tough for players to make the transition to? Oh no, I, I don't think they're any. I, I, I don't yeah. think it's that relevant. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it matters. I think. It may, I think. I think the thing that matters is turning to the person you're right and being like, "Have I played with you before?" Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, so that's obviously it. taken care so, of. So it's more things like the pressure. It's more things like the media. It's more all that kind of stuff, which has been, a, a, you know, an absolute. Uh, huge hurdle for England to get over and I think Southgate's done very well I think we'd all agree in doing that and some people you know you hear the criticism have seemed to have divorced that from Southgate's managerial record you think well, you can't actually it's all it's all in there but but certainly looking ahead to tonight I think if England put in another bit of a damp performance then the mood can sort of start to change a little bit but Southgate's well aware of that and I think well Marcus the, I think the reason it becomes a problem is because you've got what could become a problem is you've got these four games right mm-hmm. And then there aren't that many games to the World Cup. No, there isn't. If you, it's not complete. It's not a fanciful thing to say that England could get beaten quite easily tonight. No, because mm. they're playing in Germany against yeah, Germany. Yeah, and they're a good do, team, yeah. right? It could happen, right? Then you go. All of a sudden, you've got two defeats on the spin. Mm. Then you've got another game against um, Hungary at home, and you've got a game against Italy. Um, England have struggled. In a, you know, didn't England draw one with Hungary in the World Cup qualifying as well? Uh, they, they, they did. But they, they beat them four nil in the other one. Yeah, so it's a bit yeah. of a mixed bag. If you if you come out of this Nations League round of games, which is of course important for other reasons other than the fact that it's just a Nations League mm-hmm. because it's preparation for the World Cup, mm-hmm. and you've had a really flat break, and the players have maybe picked up one win out of four or whatever, you start to think, okay, then you're second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. Which of these players can I rely on in the World Cup? Who am I going to have to make changes for? And how much time have I got to do that? And all of a sudden, the whole thing becomes a gamble that might work, mm-hmm. but it might not. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I know what you mean. Although what I quite like about this. Southgate England side is that actually when you looked at other international sides it didn't really matter what they did in qualifying when the tournament came around they knew what to do they knew their jobs and then they, they seemed up for it and together and I think England might have a bit of that now but we shall see gentlemen of course. I just think Harry Maguire is very lucky to be the only left footed centre back around 
Because that appears to be the reason that everyone's given for him playing. Well, he's not even left-footed, is he? No, not really. Um, so uh, there we are. But gentlemen, um, we're going to finish with uh, perhaps a, 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 a more positive note with uh, regards to uh, well, two former England players, David Seaman and Paul Gascoigne, who are apparently teaming up for a brand new fishing show. <laughs> How about that? Have oh. they even Googled Gaza and fishing? I... I <laughs> Why would they, why have they come up with this idea? Yeah, I, yeah. I prefer Harry Maguire to be doing that. Very would you? Left footed or not? Well, <laughs> on the opening day of the Euros, Gazza was apparently dragged out of a fly fishing lake in Winchester because he, he tumbled in there. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I assume he's learned from that. But on uh, the opening day of Euro twenty twenty, yeah. Why does that make it funnier? It just does, doesn't it? Just, you know, because yeah, he's got his priorities right. <laughs> um, David Seaman says he's not sure how much fishing will get done. And you think to yourself, well, don't talk yourself out of having a show there, mate. David Seaman absolutely loves fishing. Yeah. He loves fishing so more than he likes football. Does he really? Uh, he's obsessed with fishing, Seaman. Yeah. He he's always a, has been. He's a seaman. There we go, Seaman. Careful. Uh-huh. Mm. And we'll leave it on that note, everybody. Mm. Phil Neville involved. Yeah, I don't know. But what a finish. <laughs> what a finish. Thank you very much for listening to today's Football Ramble, everybody. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Uh, back tomorrow, of course, in your ears, talking about that England... Germany game which is happening tonight ooh can you feel it baby I think Harry Maguire may score a left footed goal tonight I really hope so and then that'll be it thank you very much <laughs> that'll what, be what, it what, yeah. what, for, for you for you or... I'll, be, I'll never come back <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Luke Moore cheers thank you for teaching Ed thank you thank you ladies and gentlemen see you tomorrow Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakker.